one of the things that appealed most to Manchester City about Marlos Moreno was his flexibility. The club spotted him as a teenager, coming off the back of a breakthrough season in which he helped Atletico Nacional, his hometown club in his native Colombia. Win not just a national title, but the Copa Libertadores, to Moreno, the 19, had the air of a rising star. He was the sort of prospect who stood out among the thousands of players around the world whose names and performance data flash in front of the eyes of the scouts and analysts at Europe's biggest club city's recruitment team liked what it saw. Not just Moreno's finishing, but his creativity, his ability to play in a variety of places. The club decided to strike, paying Atletico $6 million or so to sign him and tying Moreno to a five-year contract. Executives were sufficiently excited by the acquisition of a player they felt was one of the most promising in South America. To mention his name to Sheik Mansur, City's owner he's a versatile player, City's director of football, Tsaiki Bajiristan, said when Moreno's arrival was confirmed. We believe he has a fantastic future in the game, and with City that was five years ago. In August 2016, Moreno, 24, has now completed his initial five-year deal with City. He has not played a single game for the club. He has, instead, spent the last half-decade on a series of loans. As it turned out, he has needed to be a very versatile player indeed. Just not in the way Vigiristan intended there is. On the surface, little pattern to the arc of Moreno's journey these last few years, no easy evidence of some grand design at play. Sometimes, he has gone to clubs in Manchester City's orbit, Girona and Lommel, two of his stops, are owned by City Football Group. And sometimes he has not. There have been spells in Spain, Portugal, and Belgium, but also Brazil and Mexico. If there is a rhyme or a reason, it is difficult to discern this summer, Moreno left Manchester on loan again. There has never been official confirmation that he has signed a new contract, but it can only be assumed that City extended his terms beyond their initial expiration date this summer. He has joined Kortrijk, in Belgium. It is his seventh club in five years Moreno is not, though, an outlier. There are plenty of players on City's books who have a similar story to tell. Yangel Herrera, a Venezuelan playmaker, is now on his fourth team in four years since signing with Manchester City. None of them was Manchester City. Patrick Roberts, once considered something of a breakout star in English football, is with his sixth team in six years. He has, at least, appeared for Manchester City in a Premier League game. That was in 2015 but this is not simply a Manchester City phenomenon. Chelsea too, has a troop of players on loan, 21, in fact, after the closure of the transfer window. Some of them, like Billy Gilmore, the Scottish midfielder lent to Norwich City for the year, are undertaking a vital step in their development. The hope of the club remains that they will come back stronger, better, more experienced and ready to command a place with the first-team squad. Others, like the fullbacks Kennedy and Bob Araman, are not Chelsea as often credited. If that is the right word, with pioneering the idea of a football club as two separate but linked businesses, one designed to put the best team on the field, with the aim of winning trophies and claiming glory, and one set up to trade players, with the aim of making a profit, that can then be reinvested in the other side of the company whether Chelsea invented the idea is a matter of debate. Several Italian teams might suggest they were operating along similar lines long before the current European champion. There is no question, though, that Chelsea has not only industrialized the concept, it has refined it. To its approach has two strands. Some players are bought, developed and sold a couple of years later, flip like real estate. Others, though, are treated as rentals, lent again and again to different clubs. The return on the initial investment spread over several years of loan fees this practice could, perhaps, be named in honor of goalkeeper Madage Delac, a crow who spent nine years at Chelsea and spent each and every one of them at a different club. 
the whole approach of effectively spinning off a player trading business as another part of a club's identity could easily be termed the Chelsea model. Except that it is, now, not just Chelsea. It is Manchester City too, with Moreno and Herrera and others. Liverpool is doing it more frequently. There are players at Juventus and Real Madrid, among others, who have had similar experiences. It is now pretty much standard practice at most of Europe's elite clubs, there is a reason it has been widely and quickly adopted. It is a good idea. It is a particularly good idea now, when the coronavirus pandemic has ravaged most clubs' finances, and only a handful of teams are able to pay actual transfer fees. The loan market will grow and grow. Having players contracted for that very purpose ensures a steady stream of income, small coin, perhaps, for a team like Manchester City or Chelsea. But perhaps a vital source of funds for the teams expected to compete with them the impulse behind it is not just economic. It is also, to some extent, sporting. The teams that are good at it, the ones that can identify talent and develop it, the ones that can command a market for those players, the ones that can place them adroitly at teams that allow their value and demand to grow are the ones that are rewarded by the system. Chelsea can bring in Romelu Lukaku, to some extent, because it has developed an effective transfer strategy to offset some of the costs. That is to its credit there is only one sticking point. It is a simple question. And it is one that does not traditionally detain football for long, but it is worth asking. Is this okay? There is economic sense here. There may be some sporting logic too. But morally, is the idea of players not as athletes? But as assets something we should not just accept, but incentivize the transfer market. As a whole, is underpinned by a deep weirdness. It is rarely mentioned, the soap opera of the market, is sufficiently compelling that we, as observers, willingly suspend our disbelief. But it is unusual, that an employer can prevent an employee from taking another job, one that is better paid or more appealing. Regardless of what that employee wants of course. Plenty of employees have contracts, which bind them to a company. But for the most part, they also have notice periods, giving them some sort of agency over their careers in life. Perhaps a company might make life difficult should a star employee wish to leave. Perhaps it will place him on some type of gardening leave. There are not many examples, where it will keep him until a prospective employer pays a wholly arbitrary sum in compensation we tolerate the state of affairs in football, partly because of tradition. Partly because it protects sporting integrity, partly because we, wrongly, assume that everyone is extremely well paid anyway. Partly because players do jobs we all dream of doing, so we adore them individually, but hate them as a concept, and partly because the transfer market is an important and reasonably effective mechanism for wealth distribution even by these low and strange standards. Though, the use of players is nothing more than assets, to be fattened for sale like livestock, or to be rented to the highest bidder. Feels like a step too far it is akin. Perhaps, to those complex derivative packages traded on financial markets, the ones that are bets on the outcomes of bets, on and on into eternity. The original purpose has been lost, it is no longer about trading to get better, it is simply about trading to make money. And the things being traded, in this case, are humans, ones who are no longer in control of their own destiny. Not really this is one of those rare problems in football that has a relatively easy solution. The authorities who run, and, in theory, safeguard the game could quite easily rule that clubs can have only a certain number of senior professionals on their books. They could ban teams from having more than, say, five players on loan at any time they could. But of course they won't, which means there will be more cases like Marlos Moreno and Yangel Herrera and Matic Delac and all the others, forever on the move, hired out to whoever will take them, bonded to a club that sees them not for what they can do, but for how much they can make. Remember to follow Golia by hitting the follow button.
and slapping a five-star review on the show or tapping the love icon. Let's get to 1 million followers and tune in daily for new episodes.